Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dear Self with Love podcast, episode five already. I love the way that we are building up our little podcast library here of different ideas and ways to sink into your self-care, your sense of self, and different ways of practicing presence and just being an active player in your life. Since this is the second podcast episode this week, I am going to keep this one short and sweet and share one of my favorite practices with you. Just want to say a shout out to those of you who have been so kind in expressing your interest and excitement in my new one-on-one program, Sense of Self, and my group coaching program, Full Cup Club, that are open for uh, my spring offerings. I'm going to drop the link again below in the show notes as enrollment is happening if you are interested in working more intimately together. And other than that, we have... um, We have one more episode. Yeah, we'll have one more episode before we have our next monthly meditation. So if you're interested in becoming a subscriber for $5 a month, you'll gain access to the next monthly meditation when that happens two weeks from now. So to just uh, open the curtain on one of my favorite techniques that... I do with my clients, that I do with myself. Um, It's homework that I give uh, to my private one-on-one clients. And I think it's just too good to keep secret and absolutely needs to be a a practice that I share here on the podcast so that you can put it into action in your life right away. And it really is all about uh, collecting evidence for the inevitable success or the inevitable happening of the thing that you are wanting to manifest into your life, that you are wanting to actualize into your life. And it is as straightforward as it sounds. It literally is keeping an evidence log for whatever the thing you're working on, calling in, uh, may be. So to paint the picture for you a little bit, um, how I do it with my clients is I create like a notion document with a session summary. And at the bottom is this evidence log. Uh, and it's a place for them to track the different things that are, um, actively happening for them to remind them that it is happening, right? Because this is what happens when we set goals or look out into the future. We might, uh, really only visualize the end result. And I know we've talked a lot about this already on the podcast of thinking through things um, in that like end result imagery of connecting with that future version of ourselves. But today to go a little bit further and break it down into smaller chunks is where the magic happens. So you need that end vision to be able to know what the small chunks would be. So that's super important. Uh, But once you have that, you can kind of reverse engineer it and you can think of like, what are 20 smaller steps that would get me from point A to point B? 
you can get even more dramatic than that. You can say, what are 50 smaller steps that would get me from where I am right now to that desired reality? What are a hundred small steps? And these are all different exercises that you could do of like listing it out, whether they're actual like mini goals or you can look at them as steps or you can look at them as um, like milestones, whatever it is to list out as many as possible and then to have that as like an anchor for what you're kind of looking for. Because when we set those big goals and we create that vision of connecting with that future version of ourselves, sometimes it can feel pretty far away or sometimes it can feel pretty big uh, compared to the reality we are currently living. So what we're doing by breaking it down into these small chunks is we're building a bridge to help us get there. And we're activating our reticular activating system, which is an amazing, amazing part of our brain that is essentially working with the subconscious mind. It is the bridge to the subconscious mind that filters out all of our information. And because we're always taking in so much information all of the time, it's this part of our brain, the reticular activating system that is responsible for filtering out what is essential for us to know. Because if we are taking in so much information in our world, we can only process so much of it consciously and the rest of it goes to our subconscious. So the analogy I like to use is um, like if you are in a desk chair that is spinning and is on wheels and you are sitting in a room and you are able to swivel in 360 degrees and you're able to look up from the ceiling to the floor and take in all of the different um, things that are in the room, all the different books, the color of paint on the wall, uh, if there is a fan, where the windows are, what kind of texture is the floor, um, is uh they're a certain color to the couch or chairs. Are there plants? Like taking in every single detail. And that would be like all the information. If you're, if you're spinning around and you're essentially able to see it all at once, that would be like all the info that our subconscious mind is taking in. But then the only bit that our conscious mind is actually able to comprehend or hold on to is if we were to lock that chair in place make it so it could not spin. Uh, we were to lock our body in place, look straight ahead. We weren't no longer able to like look around, like lifting our head or lowering our head. We're just looking straight ahead. We're covering one eye. And then with the other eye, we're holding up a tiny little pinhole with our pointer finger and our thumb. And we're looking through that. And that's the equivalent of what our conscious mind is taking in any given moment, but it's filtering all that other information out. So the RAS, the reticular, reticular activating system, we'll just call it RAS because my tongue is going to get tied if I keep saying that over and over again. The RAS is filtering out all those things, and usually it's filtering things that are keeping you safe, prioritizing your survival, keeping you in your comfort zone, and doing what's familiar. And it's deleting, distorting, and generalizing the rest. Uh, so when we're starting to go outside of our comfort zone or we're starting to challenge ourselves and grow beyond where we're currently at and move towards that goal that feels maybe kind of big, 
it takes some rewiring, it takes some repattering to be able to even see the evidence that we are moving in that direction. And because we're so easily wired to just keep doing things how we've been doing them, because that's the path of least resistance, um, it can take some conscious attention and diligence and discipline to start to shift that. So when we break down these 20 little goals, these 50 steps, these 100 steps, whatever it might be, and you have a list of what you might be looking for, for evidence that you're moving in the right direction, that your reality is shifting and changing, and you're telling your Raz, hey, we're looking for this, it's going to start to add up. The momentum is going to start to build. But then when it really happens, you want to keep an evidence log that it is happening. So if you have a list of all the examples of what your evidence might be or examples of how would this look in my world if this were to actualize in the physical reality and then you have an evidence log or even a highlighter where you highlight the things once they've happened and you affirm to yourself in your subconscious mind like here we go the momentum is picking up now this is an incredible practice because it's active shifting your reality and affirming and confirming like this is happening Um, and it's a really fun way to do the rewiring process Um, and there's actually really fun examples of this that once I share with you you'll be like oh yeah I I know what you're talking about that happens to me all the time uh, that I can show you to introduce you to your reticular activating system So if you've ever been car shopping, this is the most common example. If you've ever been car shopping and you, you know, like kind of land on a new model that you feel like looks brand new to you and you're like, oh, I don't see very many of these on the road and I I would love to drive this unique color and you, you purchase it, right? And then you're out driving and then all of a sudden you start to see that car everywhere. And it's not that you were never seeing it. It was that your RAS system didn't deem it as important information to give to you. But now that it's important because that is the color and make of your car, you're going to see it everywhere. And once you decide certain things are important to you, you'll start to see them everywhere. And essentially it's you inviting what you want to see more of in your life. And there's evidence that it's always been there, but now you're inviting to see it more and more. And unfortunately, the other side of this is that it works both ways, right? So if we are living in a loop of, I never have enough time, or things are always hard for me, you might have been really good at collecting evidence of those things and collecting um, examples through your RADs of those things where, okay, I'm late to work again. I am caught in traffic. I'm getting every single red light. And you affirm whether you're talking to a coworker, you're texting a friend, or you're reporting back to a loved one, like, oh, this happened. This is my day. Fig- go figures. I'm always late, right? Like if you're affirming it and you're putting it into place, this is a different form of collecting evidence. And The good news to that is that there's a flip side. There's a switch you can flip that you can do it in the other direction. And a really fun game you can play if you want to just experiment with it and you don't want to like dive in deep and practice it with a a goal right away. You just want to build up your belief that this works and that it's always working for you. 
I invite you to play this game. Um, I learned it from School of Life Design. I'll link them below. Um, and I think they call it Order Up. I learned it in one of their zines that is like you choose a number and you attach it to something and like it might be a number that you don't normally see a lot or you don't really think of a lot, but you choose that number and then you attach a meaning to it. And when you, uh, like just like if you're in a restaurant and you get a number, when that number is called, you can think of like order up, like, oh my gosh, that thing's on its way. That means it's coming. And you can attach a meaning to that number. But the thing that's crazy is that once you start to um, latch onto that number, you'll see it everywhere. You'll find it everywhere. Your eyes, your particular activating system will be looking for it. I did this um, years ago when I learned about it. I loved it so much and I attached the number 37 to um, meaning a, a coaching client was on their way. And I'll, I chose that number very randomly and I'll never, I'll never forget. I almost said I'll never remember. I'll never forget where I was the first time I saw 37 and the feeling that came over me when I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm playing this game with the universe. Like here, here it comes. I felt like truly like order up here it comes. And literally like three days later, um, I got an inquiry from someone who wanted to do private coaching with me. So now 37 has just become this like divine number of like good things are happening, coaching clients are on their way, opportunities are on their way. It's become a little bit more generalized since then, but it's been my number for like, good, good things to happen. And when I introduced this to my friends, uh, we started to play this game where we each chose a number and then a really funny group thing started to happen where we all started to see each other's numbers. And it became this really like magical thing where sometimes all three of those numbers would show up in um, one thing, like on Google Maps, like, uh, you know, the distance would be one number, the time would be another, and it would say the exit was another number. And we started to collect these different examples of seeing our numbers. So this is a really fun way to play with it if you want to like ease into it before you um, work with uh, your own evidence log. And just for uh, to wrap it up with an example of what an evidence log might look like for like a long-term goal. Let's say a long-term goal of yours might be um, giving a uh, presentation to a big group of people. You want you see yourself giving a speech on a stage, right? That's the end goal. But a goal before that might be um, having your own YouTube channel where you are actively practicing and talking uh, to your camera and getting used to this like idea of an audience before actually having an audience and then being able to give yourself that evidence that you are doing that. Now, something that might happen even before that is uh, when we're talking about smaller steps is creating the YouTube channel is naming the YouTube channel, is coming up with a logo if that's something that's important to you, is coming up with ideas of what it is you want to talk about, coming up with different topic points. You can see how you can start to create all these little steps, right? So then when you are moving down that road and you have that list to work from and you're highlighting like, oh, it's happening, you're wiring your brain to look at all the things that are going good that are going on, that are moving you in the right direction. This is your bridge. 
and then also like just like cosmic things can happen too, right? Where you might start to see everywhere these examples of these um, different like YouTube influencers that have reached a certain number of people or have been invited to a TED talk or been invited to uh, write a book. Like you might start to hear stories about that more and more often, or you might run into someone who, you know, has uh, a work retreat and they're looking for someone to speak and then that might be an opportunity, right? So you can collect evidence outside of these different goals that you're writing for yourself, but that the goals that you're writing for yourself is a good place to start to build that momentum to have a place to work from. So I want to know how this practice works for you as you sink into exploring uh, breaking these up into small pieces, getting to know your particular activating system, and just like watching the evidence show up in your reality and therefore changing your reality. Uh, this is one of my favorite things and I can't wait to hear how it works with you. I'm always cheering you on. Can't wait to hear how this practice of collecting your evidence for your inevitable amazing, incredible success works for you. Sending you so much love. Until next time.